atmosphere change Nothing stays the same Heaven is waiting For the mention of the name The spirit is moving Burning like a flame Healing the broken By the one we proclaim Raise it up, fill the sky, chains will fall, mountains move, we lift him high, speak the name.
to you with everything going around going on in the world you know we know Jesus has got us we know Psalms 91 we standing on his word we believe in his word in our heart and we moving on we encouraging people because we are God's disciples and that's what we do is we are supposed to go out and tell everybody about the good news because he is a way maker he's a miracle worker He's a strong tower in the time of a storm. He's everything that we need. Amen. Amen. 
the miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. See you, see keep you working. When I feel you, you still working. When I don't see you, you are working. Never stop, you never stop, Jesus. When I see you, you still working. When I feel you, you still working. You don't stop, you don't stop, Jesus. You don't stop, you don't stop, Jesus. Even when I, when I don't see you. Even when I, when I don't feel you. You don't stop, you don't stop, Jesus. You never stop, you never stop, Jesus. Even Thank you. 
No matter what it looked like, no matter what it appeared to be, God never, ever, ever stops working. Amen. I believe that we're the ones that stop working. It's not God. God is waiting on us. So we just honor him. We glorify him on today. We give him all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise because he alone is worthy. Father God, we just thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. We lift you up because you are high and you lifted up on today. God, there is no other God before you, God. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to come together once again. We thank you that your presence is here amongst us on today. I thank you, God, that as I open my mouth today, that you will fill it. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Be our teacher, be our helper, lead us, guide us into all truth. Reveal unto us today. Holy Spirit, we need you on today. So, Father, I thank you and I praise you that I have been. That I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I thank you that on today, Father God, that every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out against us has been broken in Jesus' name. Every hindering spirit have been broken right now in Jesus' name. And God, I command healing in your atmosphere on today. By Jesus Christ, we were already healed. Healing belongs to us. So I say be healed, be made whole in every area of your lives on today. Spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, and mentally, I decree and declare that you are already the healed of the Lord. Not going to be healed, but you are already the healed of the Lord. So we thank you, God, for your healing on today. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that you have your Bibles with you on today. And I want you to turn with me to 1 Samuel 17. And I believe all of us are so familiar with this passage of scripture, but we want to see how familiar you are on this morning. 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I'm going to begin at verse 2. And I'll be stopping off and on to go into this because I believe there's a word that God want to bring to the body of Christ on today. So let's hear what God has to say unto us. First Samuel chapter 17, beginning at verse 2. When we all get there, honk your horns. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And verse 2 it says, And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set their battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side. And there was a valley between them. So we see what's going on here. Saul, which was um, the king of Israel, they set their battle in array. But we also see in verse 1, the Philistines, they set their battle in array. What that means is they were getting into position. And I want to talk about on this morning... Um, a warrior's mentality, a warrior's mentality. God said during what's going on now, we have to have a warrior's mentality. A warrior is a soldier. A warrior is one that's engaged in battle. But your mentality, your way of thinking has to be as a warrior. We see that both armies were set in position. And what I see here, I see the Philistines being the enemy. And I see Israel being a part of God. But when God showed me the Philistines, he showed me the Philistines as being COVID-19. COVID-19 was in position. 
we as the body of Christ supposed to be in position and which the word of God says that Israel was in position. The Philistines was on one side and they were on an, um, Israel was on another, but there was a um, ditch right there in between them. So each um, um, army had their side. So this is what God is saying. COVID-19 is here and we as Christians are here. We supposed to be set in a way that means we supposed to be in position to come against what's coming against us. And God was telling me that some of us are in position, but we're not in position. Some of us say that we're ready for this battle, but we actually are not ready for the battle. And I'm going to show you where we fall short when it comes to things popping up here on this earth. We always open our mouths wide and we always quote Psalms 91. We always saying God got it. We always saying things pertaining to the word of God. But when things hit, where are we? What are we doing? When we go on and we see in verse 4, this is how you know where you are in the Lord. And verse 4 it says, And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. That means that this um, um, giant Goliath, it, that's almost ten feet tall, nine and a half feet. So they were looking at this tall man coming out. He was the champion. He was part of the Philistines. It's describing his armor. It's describing the things that he have on and how much these things are weighing that he has on. So imagine the Israelites are sitting there. The army of Saul is sitting there looking at this big giant coming out from the Philistines. And when we look and see COVID-19, what we're hearing about is this big giant that's coming out against us. And they're describing all the symptoms. They're describing what COVID-19 will do. And they're having you to look out for these symptoms and everything that's going on. So as he come out and they see how big he is, how big this giant is, they begin, this is what they begin to do. It said in verse 8, and he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel. COVID-19 is speaking unto us. We're hearing what COVID-19 is saying. First of all, they're telling you about the symptoms. They're telling you these are the symptoms that will occur. So some of us are looking for those symptoms. And when we were having similar symptoms before, we paid those symptoms no mind. We said, oh, it's just a common cold. We went on about our business. But now since COVID-19 have become bigger than God in some Christians' um, vocabulary and some Christian eyes, they're taking everything that man say and they're taking it to heart. So it says, and he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel. COVID-19 is speaking its voice in the churches of God. And we're taking what COVID-19 is saying to heart. And said unto them, why are you come out to set your battle in array? Goliath was saying, why are you coming out and getting in position? Now look at the enemy. He said, why are you coming out getting in position? And this is what COVID-19 is doing. COVID-19 is trying to present itself as fear. COVID-19 is saying, why are you coming out with Psalms 91? Why are you getting in position? Don't you know who I am? This is what he was saying to them. He said, why are you setting your bat on array? Am I not a Philistine and you servants of Saul? See how the enemy tried to come in and bring fear. But one thing about this enemy that he does, 
He's going to make himself try to look bigger than God. And when you know who God is, you know that's a lie of the enemy. Even though they're telling you this is COVID-19, even though they're telling you the side effects of COVID-19, when you know who you are in him, then you don't be subject to COVID-19. You're subject to El Elyon, the Most High God. So it says here, he cried out. The enemy is crying out in some of y'all ears right now, telling you things that COVID-19 will do unto you. And he said, am I not a Philistine and you servants of Saul? Choose you a man from you and let him come down to me. One thing about things that pop up here on this earth, it those things try to exalt themselves above God. Why? Because they're coming through sin. They're coming through the enemy. They're coming through darkness. So those things are going to try to prevail or try to look like they're greater than God. So this is what COVID-19 is doing through the news. They're crying out. They're exalting COVID-19. And I'm going to say not only non-Christians, but Christians are exalting COVID-19. And we need to quit exalting COVID-19. And we need to begin to exalt God because he is El Elyon. He is the most high God. He is the all-sufficient one. And he said, if he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will he be my servant. But if I prevail against him... Well, he said, if kill me, then we will be your servant. But if I prevail against him, he said that, and kill him, then you shall be our servant and serve us. So look what COVID-19 was saying. COVID-19 was putting something out there. COVID-19 was letting us know, if I come in and I defeat you, then you're going to be my servant. You're going to serve me. How many are bowing down to COVID-19? The Bible says, to whom you yield your members to, that's whom you're going to become. Who are you yielding to? Who are you being subject to? Sometimes we don't realize whom we're being subject to until we go into the word of God, until we begin to sit with God and hear what God is saying unto us. Yes, that's what the news say. But what did God say? Who who do you have in you? You have the greater one in the on the inside of you. So whom report are you going to believe? We're spending too much time in the natural instead of spending time in the supernatural telling people about our God. Telling people about what God has already done, not going to do. Because God knew that this was coming before it came. So we see how he was exalting himself. He was bringing fear. Fear came because they looked at the size of this um, giant, um, Goliath. Look at where COVID-19 is. It's all over the nation. It looks big. So when you see where it's at, when you see how they're reporting, it's, it's here, it's there. First it was China, then it's California, then it's Florida. It kept moving through the United States. So when you begin to hear that, you begin to entertain that, then fear begins to come. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants to project fear. And the more that they talk about it, COVID-19 is voicing how big it is, how strong it is. COVID-19 is voicing that I can't be defeated. So we go on to say here, and then when Saul and all Israel heard those words. Now look, COVID-19 has a voice. And that voice that COVID-19 has is through the news. It's not only through the news, it's through church folks. It's not only through church folks, it's through non-believers. 
It said when Saul, now listen, Saul was a king. Saul was the one that was chosen by the people to lead Israel. So Saul was out there with them. And it said when Saul and all of Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they was dismayed and greatly afraid. See how when you hear words, when you hear a negative report, fear comes. And when you begin to see something that don't look right, that you never saw before, fear began to come. That's what the devil does. He used your natural senses. He used natural. And he take the natural and he bring it to life. How does he do that? He have you paying more attention to what you're seeing and what you're hearing then to the word of God. And this is what Goliath want to do. He said, if I can get their eyes on me, being that I'm bigger, being that I'm stronger, if I can get their eyes on me, and then if I can really talk to them and put fear in them, then they're already bowing down to me. See, fear is part of the enemy. So the enemy is going to use everything he can to bring fear to you. I don't know about you. If something is going on in your life, you can turn on the television and you never saw it on the television before. Now you're hearing about it. Now you begin to see it. They begin to say, these are the side effects. This is what's going to happen. If you have this sickness or if you have this disease, you can look for these things. You never looked for them before, but all of a sudden you're saying, man, that's me. See, that's a tactic of the enemy. The enemy wants you to see things that are not real because it's false evidence. It is a fear of the unknown of what you um, um, saying it is going to be. God does not want us to be like that. But the enemy said, the only way that I can trap you is to allow you to see, to allow you to hear, to allow you to touch. So he's using your five senses. And it goes on after Saul was greatly afraid. And this is the thing too. Saul was a king. Saul was the one that's leading the people. You have to know who you are up under. If your leader is running, then you're going to run with that leader. We have to have leaders in the churches that are standing. And they're doing all to stand. Regardless of what um, people are saying, regardless of what we're seeing, you watch your leader and you see what your leader is doing at that time. Now, we don't want to have leaders that's um, in position and telling you to get in position. Look, they were in position. They say they was ready for battle. Some of y'all say you're in position. Some of y'all say you're ready for battle. But when someone come up to you and they begin to tell you something that's close to you, or you begin to see something or hear something, guess what you do? You taking off your battle clothes. I thought you were in position. I thought you were ready for battle. Some of us think that we're ready for battle, but when things come up, we find out I'm not ready for battle. I need to get into the word of God more. I need to know who I am before I start decreeing and declaring Psalms 91. You need to spend more time in Psalms 91 getting revelation off of it. So when you get in position, you don't come out of position. I'm going to ask you today, are you really in position? Are you just out there ready to fight, but you really don't know who you are? Some of us will go out there with the army. But we're not ready for battle. So God is saying today, I want you to be, have a warrior's mentality. And in order to have a warrior's 
mentality. You got to know who you're serving and you got to know who you are in him. You got to know that the battle has already been won before the battle begun. So we see here now in verse 12 through verse 15. It's talking about David and his family. It's talking about his dad, Jess. It's talking about his brothers. And it's also talking about David. But then one thing about David, in verse um, 16, um, it says, And the Philistines drew near morning and evening and presented himself. Now look at Goliath. And I'm going to go here. Some of us may have a fear concerning COVID-19. Or we may have a fear dealing with other things. But one thing that Goliath did, which was the enemy, he began to cry out. He began to say words to bring fear unto the Israelites. And as he came out and saying those same words, this is what happens. When the enemy tell you that you have something and you don't cast down what the enemy is saying and bring back the word of God, that means that you accepting that thought that the enemy has brought. So this is what Goliath was doing. The enemy said, I have to keep coming. I have to keep coming. I'm not going to let it go because I know I have them. See, the enemy watch you. And he sees the weak areas that's in you. He know the weak links. You can decree and declare all you want. But the enemy know the areas that you're weak in. He know the areas that you are afraid in. So this is what um, um, the Philistine done. And the Philistine drew near morning and evening. Look at the enemy. In the morning, he talking junk. In the evening, he talking junk. Come on, is the enemy playing with your mind morning and evening? Where when you lay down, you can't even rest at night. Why? Because you're entertaining the enemy. The Bible says that God wants his beloved to have sweet sleep. So if you're not having sweet sleep, that means that you're entertaining something besides God. Because the peace that God gives you, it will give you a stillness. It will give you a calmness even in the midst of the storm. That's why Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. The peace that Jesus give unto you, it's going to bring you a rest. It's going to bring you a calmness. He's not going to have you tossing and turning at night. You're going to have peace even in the midst of a bad report. You're going to have peace even in the midst of COVID-19. You're going to have peace no matter what it looked like, no matter what it appeared to be. You're going to have the peace of God that passes all understanding that guards your heart and your mind through who? Through Christ Jesus. So this Philistine, Goliath knew, I got to keep coming at them morning and evening. I want them to exalt me. So this is what the enemy does. He's going to come at you in the morning. He's going to come at you in the evening. He's going to come at you when you lay your head on the pillow. He's going to come at you when you rise up. Why? He said, because I want to be your God. I want to be your master. I want to be the one that you look up to. I want you to know who I am. And so if you're in that place right now, if you're waking up with COVID-19 on your mind, if you're going to sleep with COVID-19 on your mind, if you got COVID-19 on your mind during the day, that's whom you're serving, COVID-19. And he's just like that giant Goliath. So we see in verse 17, and Jess sent David. Now David was a keeper of the sheep. He was a shepherd. So Jess was sending David to take food to the king and to his brothers. But before David left, what David did, he put those sheep 
in the hands of a keeper. See, that's a good shepherd. A good shepherd that watch over sheep is not just going to leave those sheep with any and everybody. A good shepherd is not going to let any and everybody speak into the ear of the sheep that God has put them over to speak lies. This is why I'm standing before you today and let you know that COVID-19 is a lie. And if you believe that lie, then you are deterring from the truth. The Bible said we shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. I want to ask you, do you know the truth? Because if you know the truth, you will be walking in freedom no matter what's standing in front of you. So David, he went in and he rose up early. And verse 20 said, and David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper. So look what David did. He rose up early. Y'all, it's time to rise up early. You can't just lay there and be lazy and not rise up before God to hear what God has to say unto you. We rise up for everything else early. We rise up to get our nails done early. We rise up, come on y'all, to get our hair done early. We rise up to go to the mall. We rise up to do the things that we want to do. But God said, I want you to rise up and put me before all things. Because we don't know. We don't know what our day is going to be like. But when we rise up early and we put God before everything, then God will begin to prepare us for that day. I don't know about you, but I want to be prepared. I want God to speak to me. God will not let anything come upon you without telling you first and telling you how to deal with what's coming. But we miss out because we so fearful of other things that we're missing who God is in our lives. So we see here that David went out. So I'm going to verse 22. He left his carriage. He left the sheep. Verse 23. And he talked with them. Behold, there come up a champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by the name, out of the armies of the Philistines and spake according to the same words. And David heard him. The enemy is still talking, y'all. Come on, Goliath, when he when he came out the first time, they saw how tall he was. They saw how heavy his armor was. So Goliath began to talk. Then it said again that he came out morning and evening and he began to talk. So the devil is not going to shut up until you let him know who you are. Until you rise up in that warrior mentality. Until you rise up as a warrior of God. He's going to keep coming. He's going to keep coming until he develops a stronghold in your life. And you won't be able to get out of that stronghold. So Goliath came out and he spoke the same thing. Look at here. The devil didn't change what he was saying. He stuck to what he was saying. And it said all the men of Israel when they saw the man. Look at this. Fled from him and were so afraid. How many times did this passage of scripture tell us that they fled from this man? What gets me is they were in battle. Look y'all. They were coming out in battle every day. But they were still afraid of the enemy. How many is coming out today but you still afraid of the enemy? You said I'm going to go to church but COVID-19 is still out here. Yes, it is still out here but it's already been defeated. Some of us are still holding on to things that Jesus have already defeated. COVID-19 is not something new, y'all. It was already here. It's just popping up his head. And we're in the earth 
of Israel. Look at this. All the men. Every last one of them that was in position. You know, I go back to Saul. King Saul, he was their leader. And I'm going to tell you what happened to Saul. Remember Saul, the people chose Saul. It was not God's choosing, but God gave them what they wanted. And sometimes God will give people what they want to show them. This is not my best. This is not who I want for you. This is who you want for you. So Saul, y'all know what he did. He was disobedient to God. He was not doing like God told him to do according to the word of God. And God took the kingdom from him. When he took the kingdom from Saul, the anointing would not come upon Saul like it did before. When you have the anointing of God upon your life, though fear will come. Don't get me wrong. Fear will come when you hear a bad report. But the anointing that comes upon you through the power of God, it will overpower the fear that's in your life. And where you're moving and where you're shaking and where you feel like you can't make it, you know that the battle has already been won even though you're in the midst of the storm. So Saul lost that anointing. And by him losing that anointing, guess what? He was still full of pride. He was still going out there on the battlefield with his men. And he was acting like he knew what he was doing. He was acting like he was not afraid. But when the enemy started talking, Saul ran. And guess what? The people going to run behind him. Saul was taller than the people that was with him. So imagine if Saul was taller than them and Goliath is taller than Saul. What would you think you're going to do? You're going to be running too. So he was looking at his height. So Saul began to run as well. And it says here, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were so afraid. I want to ask you today, what are you running from? Some of you may not be running from COVID-19. But there's something in your life that you're running from. Some of you may not be paying much attention like other people to COVID-19. But there's something in your life that you're running from. But I'm here to tell you, whatever you're running from. COVID-19 coming in on the scene is bringing more things in your life to build up fear, to exalt fear more than you exalting God. And it goes on to say with Saul in verse 25, and the men of Israel said, have you seen this man that has come up? When God showed me this, it's reminding me how people are talking so much about COVID-19. Did you hear what the news said about COVID-19? Did you hear that it happened over there in China? And when it happened in China, somebody was in the lab and then all of a sudden it broke loose from the... Did you hear that it's those 5K towers out there? Did you... Christian folk sending out stuff. Did you hear about COVID-19? Did you hear where it's at? Did you hear of the number of cases that's out there dealing with COVID-19? Come on, Christian folks talking about it. Are we telling them, did you hear about L.L. Young? Did you hear about the Most High God? Did you hear about El Shaddai? Did you hear about the Creator and Maker of all things? Did you hear that greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world? Did you hear? See, we're talking more about COVID-19. And I buying right now the spirit of offense. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to say it is 
what it is. And you know where you are. And if you're not there, you can get there through the word of God because it's not too late. If you choose to do something that I'm not doing, that's between you and God. But I'm not going to let you knock me down because that's what you choose. See, if we're going to stand for God, we have to stand for God. That means that we don't break the law, but we do what the word of God tells us to do. This is why we have to spend more time with God than spending more time with COVID-19. Some of us cannot go to sleep without hearing CNN. Some of us can't go to sleep without hearing Fox News. Some of us cannot go to sleep without pulling something up on Facebook to see what they're saying now. But when you get into the word of God, you have that peace in the midst of what's being heard. Because you know him more than you know COVID-19. We're supposed to know more about God than we know more about COVID-19. So we see here, they were speaking. The men of Israel, these were people that were in covenant with God. The ones that supposed to have been taught the way of God said, have you seen this man? That has come up. They making Goliath so big. Just like some of us are making COVID-19 so big. And it says here, come up surely to defy Israel as he come up. That means he had come up to challenge Israel. COVID-19 is challenging Christians. It's coming up and challenging Christians. It says, Israel, is he come up, and it shall be that the man who killed him. Now look what Saul was doing. Saul was doing things in the natural. He said, if we have a man that killed him, this is the king now. This is the one that's supposed to lead by example. This is the one that's supposed to be in covenant with the king of kings and the lord of lords. He's going to use a material thing. Come on, jobs are using material things. I'll give you extra money if you don't quit in the midst of COVID-19. Come on, they're using natural means to keep you on your job, to keep you doing what you're doing, material stuff. But if you're not where you need to be in the Lord, you don't need to be taking that money. You need to go home. Yeah, I said it. If you're not where you need to be in the Lord, $500 can't save you. You need to get in a place with the Lord and say, no, I'm not taking this. I'm not risking my life because if that's not where you are in the Lord, go home. Quit trying to prove yourself. Your mask can't save you. You got to realize Jesus is the Savior. He is, and until you get to know him for who he is, quit playing games. Go home. Then we have, he said, I will enrich him with great riches. This is what some of the jobs are doing and some Christian folks are falling more for the money than they're falling for God. That's covetousness. That's idolatry. Some people's allowing their loved ones to risk their life because they want the bills paid. Come on, somebody. If you're not where you need to be, say, I decline that offer. Even Saul was saying, you only have to pay taxes if you kill him. Come on, look at what's happening, y'all. They're putting off the taxes. This is what's happening. Go into the word of God. It's just replaying itself. And then he said, I will even give you one of my daughters. Come on, y'all. 
I think that's what he said. He said, and would give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. That means you ain't going to be in bondage no more to pay taxes. Look what's happening during COVID-19. People are being offered more money. People are saying, you know, we're going to take away the tax. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Because see, they want to keep the economy um, going. But if you're not growing in the Lord, if you're not stable in him, I'm going to say it again. Go home. Quit playing games. Keep on your mask. Keep sanitizing your hands. Do what you got to do to save you if you're not believing in God. Do you. Let's quit playing games. If you've never been in the word of God before COVID-19 came, if you never spent time with God, you cannot just pick up Psalms 91 and walk in the midst of COVID-19 trying to be bad, trying to act like you know everything, trying to act like I'm covered by Psalms 91, and the next thing you know, you out for the count. You got to know that you know that you know. You got to hear from God before something comes. Don't put yourself in the midst of something and then act like, I got this. This is what they were doing. They act like they had it. Y'all, they went into that battle. They went into that battle. They were set in position like, come on. Come on, Philistines. Come on, COVID-19. God got me. I'm covered. Yeah, we use Psalms 91, but yet we're, we're shivering. We're afraid. We take Psalms 91 and we quote it. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide up under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord that he is my refuge. He is my fortress. And in God I trust. How can you trust God when you're doing things outside of God? When you trust God, you do what God does, not what natural does. See, God want to be seen outside of the natural. He is a supernatural God. He is not a natural God. God goes beyond the natural. Anything that man is doing natural, it is not God. God will take supernatural and let man know, come on, I'm super over your natural. It wasn't you that done this. It was me. And that's how we supposed to be. That's how we supposed to be living. So Art, do you have a warrior's mentality? Or are you just faking it to make it? Come on, we have to be honest with ourselves. Some of us kill our own selves because we're full of pride. We don't want people to know I, I haven't arrived yet. I haven't gotten there yet. I just haven't arrived. Come on, when you have arrived in him... You'll be like David. And that's where I'm going. David had a warrior's mentality. This is what David did. And David spake to the men that stood by him saying, What shall be done to the man that killed this Philistine? David was looking in supernatural. Because David already knew, I don't need all this. This is why David says, What shall be done to the man that killed this Philistine? David wasn't looking at the riches. He wasn't looking at the daughter. He wasn't looking at being free from taxes. He was looking at God being glorified. We're supposed to be looking at God being glorified. We don't supposed to be looking at the riches. We don't supposed to be looking at other things. We're supposed to be looking at God being glorified. That's how David.
David was looking. And I'm going to ask you today, how are you looking? Who are you looking to be glorified in this? You are God. So this is what David did. He said, this Philistine, and take away the reproach from Israel. What was David saying? Reproach means shame. David said, if I kill this man, it's going to take away the reproach from Israel. Israel represented a covenant-keeping God. So what he was saying is going to take away the shame dealing with God. It's going to let them know that he is El El Yon. See, that's why we have to stand and doing all the stand because we're representing God. We're not representing man. Man is the one that run in the natural, but we are supernatural. We don't run. We stand. This is what David was saying. And then David said, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine? To be uncircumcised, that means that you're not in covenant. With God, that means that you are pagan. That means that you are not saved. You're not born again. So David was saying, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He just called it just like it was. That should defy, that should challenge. Listen at this. The armies of the living God. David knew that we are the army of the living God. We are the army of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We are the army of El El Yon, the Most High God. We are the army of the All-Sufficient One, El Shaddai. We are the army of Jehovah Shalom. God is peace. We are the army of Jehovah Nisi. God is our banner. We are his army. We are the army of the Lord. And if we are the army of the Lord, he don't even have a right to challenge us. Because we know that he's already been defeated. I want to ask you, what army are you in? What army are you in? Are you in this natural army? Trying to do it naturally? Trying to come up with ways to do this or ways to do that? Are you in the army of the Lord and you following his way, which is the word of God? Whatever the words say, that's what we do. And we stand on his promises. We stand on his word. And we say, God, this is what you say. And I choose to do what you say. Because your word will not change. you the same today, yesterday, and forever. Your word is not going to come back to me empty. It's not going to come back to me void. But it's going to go out and accomplish that which you please. And it's going to prosper in the thing. That you have sent it to do. It's not coming back empty God. So when I speak your word. I'm not looking for it to come back without result. It's going to manifest God. Wherever you send it. So this is how David was. And the people answered him. After this man of sin. So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. I'm going to tell you something. The people still have the same answers. Why? Because they trust in natural. More than they trust in God. And it goes on to say, and this is what David's brother said, and I'm going here. You may have family members because you're standing because of COVID-19. And because they're wearing a mask and you're not wearing a mask, they're looking at you like you crazy. What you're trying to do, kill yourself. You need to do what they're telling you to do. But see, this is what happened with David. When David come up on this battle, Elab. Elab was the one, y'all remember when Samuel went to anoint one of Jeff's sons. And when Samuel saw Elab, he said, surely 
The anointing of God is upon him because he looked at his stature. He looked at how he looked. He looked at his appearance. But God said, I don't go on appearance. He said, I go not on the outer appearance. I look at the heart. This is the problem with the church. Just because you see somebody quoting the word, just because you see somebody running their mouth, that don't mean it's in their heart. That don't mean that they're trusting God with all their heart. That does not mean that they are acknowledging him in all their ways. They're leaning upon their own understanding, but they're using the word of God to make you think, I got this. Come on, we just need to be honest and say, I haven't arrived yet, but I'm getting there. We need to be honest. So Elab, he began to tear David down. Elab was David's own brother. I believe some of us got family trying to tear us down because of what we believe, because of what we stand on. Elab, the eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the man, and Elab became angry. And was kindled against David and said, why comest down here? He said, who have you left those few sheep? Come on. This is what family will do. This is what people close to you will do. When David is coming down and he's speaking on the behalf of God, Eliab became angry with David. Come on. Who do you leave those few sheep with? I know why you come down here. See, Eliab, he was out there, but he wasn't doing nothing. So now that David is coming down there, he's trying to put David down because of what David believes and what David stands for. This is what's happening with the church. The ones that say that they know God. When other church folks begin to talk about that God is above COVID-19, you have other church folks say, stay your distance. Don't come by me. Come on. We need to quit. We need to be real. We need to be who we really are. We need to quit being hypocrites in the church. You need to say, I haven't arrived yet. If that's what you choose to believe, that's what you believe. But this is where I am. But we don't put each other down. So Eliab put him down. And the enemy know your heart come through your family. It comes through the ones you love. So the enemy knew if I can get Elab. To talk against David. To make him feel like he's nothing. To make him feel like, oh, you Rudy. You look too good. You ain't big like we are. What you doing out here? But see, David knew his God. It ain't about how big you are. It's about who you know. And when you know God, God don't look at size. He look at the heart because it's not you that's going to do the work. That's our problem. I don't care how many muscles a man have. God can take a little man and pick muscle man up and throw him against the wall. Because God is God. So quit looking at people by their size. Quit looking at them that way. God is looking at the heart. So he began to talk this with David in verse 29. And David said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? David did not change his testimony. Some of y'all are changing your testimony because you're afraid of what family is saying about you. So you're changing your testimony. You're changing what you're saying about God because you don't want to disappoint family, but you rather disappoint God. Family cannot take you to heaven nor hell. You have that choice. We need to quit putting family 
before we put God because God tell us in order to follow me, you got to leave family. Abraham had to leave his family. He had to leave what he was familiar with to go where God wanted him to go. Some of us don't want to leave family because we put in family before we put in God. God said, you got to deny yourself and then you can take up your cross and follow me. Denying yourself means I'm losing interest in me. It's not about me no more. It's not about money no more. It's not about having a mate no more. It's not about children no more. It's not about my animals no more. It's all about God. That's where we're supposed to be as the people of God. I suppose be able to look my husband in his face and say, honey, I love you. But God is above you. Because God will never change on me. Not saying that he would do something to hurt me. But man will change. They will tell you one day they're going to get you a Louis Vuitton. And then a lawnmower come out and they say, well, baby, I can't get that Louis Vuitton. But if God tell me I got a Louis Vuitton, I'm going to have it. Because God ain't going to change his mind. God does not change his mind. He does not. So David said the same words. In verse 31, it said, 30, and he turned from him toward another. Listen at this. This was David. And spake after the same manner. I want to ask you, are you speaking the same thing concerning God? Or are you changing your testimony? Are you changing what you're saying because they're telling you different things about COVID-19 so you ain't standing on Psalms 91 like you used to. You backing off because you allowing COVID-19 to change the way you speak. So David didn't change after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spoke, they rehearsed them before Saul and he sent for him. So David didn't change. He didn't change his words. Why? Because they were in David's heart. He was a shepherd, y'all. He was a keeper of the sheep. And when we have to keep the sheep that God has entrusted us with, we can't be like windshield wipers. One day, God got it. The next day, well, you know, this is what they said. Only thing I can tell you is run for cover. No, that ain't God. I'm seeing some men of God, some that, you know, they're saying that God can, I'm seeing that they're looking to natural means now. They're bringing in natural people to tell you what to do because if you black, you're going to die early because COVID-19 is out there and it's killing most of the black people. Please, y'all. Come on. Words have power. This is why you got to rise up with the mentality of a warrior. Just because that's what they say, that's not what God says. God said, I have come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Some people say, well, if you eat right, you'll live longer. Why weren't you eating right before COVID-19 come? Come on, they coming up with stuff to try to take your mind off of Psalms 91. To try to take your mind off of the word because the word is your medicine. How do I know? Because he said, my son, pay attention to my words. He didn't say pay attention to man. He said, pay attention to my words. Not only that, he said, incline thine ear unto my sayings. I don't know about you, but when I want to be real nosy, I tell my husband, shh, 
And that ear gets scratched further out. Come on, you know you done it. It gets scratched further out until you can tone in to every word that you want to hear. He said, my son, pay attention to my words. God's word. His word is in the word of God. It doesn't change. It's what's written. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. You got to keep the word of God in the midst of your heart. It's up to you to keep it. Not someone else. It's up to you to keep it. Not someone else. Some of, some of us are calling people and allowing them to speak words to us and we feel good for the moment. But when you hang up that phone, you go back to the same situation. You got to have the word of God for yourself. This is why these people were taken off with Saul. But I know two men, which was Caleb and Joshua, when Moses sent them to spy out the land in Numbers 13. He sent them over there to spy it out. And when they come back, the other one says, the other ten says, there are giants over there. They're bigger than us. In our eyes, we look like grasshoppers. They're bigger than we are. But Caleb and Joshua said, we're well able to overtake them. They didn't change because they saw the giants. They spoke the same thing. God said, quit changing because it looked like it's getting bigger and bigger. God said, I'm greater. He's higher. God is higher and he is greater than anything that could come upon this earth. So we see. That David spoke the same thing. Now they're bringing David before Saul. Come on. They're bringing David before the king, y'all. They're bringing David before the one that ran with his men. That's who they're bringing David before. And guess what Saul had a nerve to say? I got to read this out there. Expand the Bible because I thought it was so funny. In verse 32, this is what Saul said. I'm going to tell you, y'all, the word make me happy. I don't know about you, but when I hear the word of God, I say, Lord, thank you. I still have hope. Hope in you. Hope in your word. So in 32, this is what Saul said. David said to Saul, don't let anyone be discouraged. Lose heart because of him. I, your servant, will go and fight this Philistine. Look at David. David still had the same testimony, y'all. He was saying the same thing. This is what Saul said. Saul answered. You can't go out against this Philistine and fight him. Come on, y'all, listen. He's supposed to know God, too. Saul's supposed to have been in covenant. You're only a boy. He was looking at the size of David. Goliath had been a warrior since he was a young man. This is what Saul is saying. You're only a boy. He was seeing naturally. David was seeing supernaturally. But David said to Saul, I, your servant, have been keeping my father's sheep. When a lion or bear came in and took a sheep, he said, I will chase it. I will attack it and save and rescue the sheep from his mouth. When it attacked, I caught it by its fur, its jaw, and struck it and killed it. I, your servant, have killed both the lion and a bear. Now listen at David. He said, this uncircumcised. See, he looked at him. He didn't covenant with us. You don't know the God I serve. So David was letting him know if I kill the lion and the bear. He said this Philistine would be like them because he has spoken against, challenged the armies of the living God. And listen what he said in 37. 
The Lord who saved, rescued, delivered me from a lion and a bear was saved, rescued, delivered me from this Philistine. David knew it was not by his own might that he killed that lion and bear. He let them know it was because of God. It was because of El Shaddai. It was because of El El Yon, the most high God, that this lion and this bear was killed. See, our problem is we're speaking the word, but we want people to know it is I that has spoke Psalms 91. It is I that because I have spoken it, this is why COVID-19 ain't coming to your house. Come on, get over you. You still looking at you. God don't want you to look at you. You supposed to be dead. A dead person don't talk about them. They are dead. Remember the example that I gave you. At funerals. It looked like the person. But the person is not there. The person is dead. How do you know? You walk up to the casket and say you still ugly. You, you still look the same. I'm just using that as an example. I haven't said nobody was ugly. But you're still ugly. I don't think that dead body rolls up to punch me in my face. Because it's dead. You died with Christ. That means that when offense comes, you don't supposed to rise up. The life of God that's in you supposed to rise up over offense because you are a dead man. Hmm. So David... He began to decree and declare what God was going to do. See, y'all got to understand, to be have a warrior's mentality, you got to know who God is first. Quit putting yourself in position and you don't know who he is. You don't know him by name. See, I can call him all day Jehovah Rapha. But in order to experience Jehovah Rapha, if I'm going through something in my life, I have to stand up and say, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God that has already healed me. You are the God that has already set me free. And see, I don't wait until I don't feel pain to still know who he is. To still know what he's already done. Or maybe I'm not going through in my body, but somebody else is going through in their body. And I've been spending time with Jehovah Rapha. And I've been spending time with his word where his word say, by Jesus Christ, you are already healed. And they look at me and say, how can you tell me I'm healed? You ain't going through what I'm going through. I'm here to tell you I don't have to go through what you're going through to tell you who he is. To tell you that he's still a healer. I don't have to feel your pain to know that. change y'all but when I do go through it I can't have more compassion but the word don't change so quit trying to put yourself in somebody's situation to say I got to experience this so I can be able to tell them about this I don't know about you but I don't want to experience sickness to tell somebody you healed no I don't want to do that because if the Bible tells us no evil shall befall us Neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling. For God has given his angels charge over us to keep us and guard us in all of our ways. I don't have to experience COVID. 
COVID-19 to say I'm healed. I'm already healed before COVID-19. So we got to know what the word is saying to us. You got to quit living off someone else. And this is where I'm going. So Saul said this to David and David brought back a word from the Lord. He brought back what he believed. David brought back his past victories. He said, the Lord saved me from the lion. If he saved me from the bear, what is this uncircumcised Philistine? I want to ask you, if God paid your bills before, just because COVID-19 is here, what makes you think he's not going to pay your bills now? If God healed you before, what makes you think God ain't already healed you now? We make things bigger based on how they sound. They telling you that COVID-19 is bigger than the flu. COVID-19 is bigger than this and it's bigger than that. First, they were telling you people at a certain age don't need to be out. People that have health conditions don't need to be out. The younger can stand more than the older. Come on, younger is dying now too. What's up? Come on, we have to choose to believe the report of the Lord. We cannot believe all these reports. We have to say, okay, I hear what you're saying, but this is what the word of God is saying to me. So this is what David did. He refused to believe that. He he wanted to believe the report of the Lord. So guess what Saul did? He said, okay, David, now let me get you armed for battle. So Saul gave David his armor. I don't know about y'all. I would not have taken Saul's armor. Not the armor that this one um, fleed before Goliath in. Come on, some of y'all are talking to people. You're taking in what they're saying. And they don't even really have that fellowship with God the way they need to have fellowship. That relationship is there because they're born again. But they don't take the time to participate and share in the things that God is doing. That's a real fellowship. Because if I'm participating in his word and I'm walking by faith and not by sight. And you're seeing my testimony without me saying nothing to you. That's the one that I want to be beside. I don't want to be beside somebody that's saying one thing and doing another the next day. So Saul, put on the armor. Here, David, put on my armor. Oh, he was so nice. You have some nice people out here trying to give you stuff. So here go David. He put them on, but David began to take them off. Why did David take them off? He said, wait a minute. I can't have on this armor. He said, I'm not used to this. David said, this don't fit me. I'm not even used to wearing this. This is your armor. What am I telling you? Quit taking somebody's word and trying to use it. And you ain't been in it for yourself. David, no, I'm not used to this armor. Come on, we're trying to take people's revelation. We're trying to take what God has given them and we're trying to live off of it for ourselves. No, you got to get your own word from God. You got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. No matter if they're changing, you don't change because God doesn't change. So David took off that armor because David say, I'm not used to it. And this is what David did. David had a staff in his hand. That staff represented his authority 
of who he was in God. He was a shepherd. He was a watcher over the sheep. And I believe God rose up in David. He said, today, he said, I'm going to use you as a shepherd over Israel. I'm going to use you as the one that's going to be the keeper of these sheep. Y'all got to understand that David knew who he was in the Lord. You got to know who you are in him. Goliath knew who he was. He was a Philistine. COVID-19. COVID-19 know who he belonged to. He knows he belonged to Satan. You got to know who you belong to. And you got to know that the victory has already been won in Christ Jesus. So David took his staff in his hand. And he had on a shepherd bag. That staff represented his authority. That shepherd bag represented he was that shepherd. He was the keeper of God's sheep. Then he took him five smooth stones. The Bible said there were smooth stones. He took them out of the river, out of the creek. And he put them in his shepherd's bag. Come on, he had his staff. He had a shepherd bag. He had his um, stones in the bag. And guess what, y'all? He put the stones in the bag. It ain't like he was going around saying, I got five stones and I'm going to carry you with him, Goliath. He didn't even do all that. He wasn't even bragging. But then it said he took his sling as well. And this is what David did. And as he done this, in verse 40, I talked about the staff in his hand, the, the, the stones, the shepherd bag, and the sling in his hand. And then he drew near to the Philistine. Now, y'all, I want you to hear what Saul said in verse 41. At the same time, the Philistine was coming closer to approaching David. The man who held his shield, his shield bearer, walked in front of him. Oh, he acting bad, y'all. He got him a shield bearer walking in front of him like, here come Goliath, you better move. Here come Goliath, you better move. Ain't that what the news people are doing? They are decreeing and declaring about COVID-19. Keep your distance. Use your hand sanitizer. Wear your mask. This is what you need to do. So this is what was going on. And then in verse um, 42, when Goliath looked at David and saw that he was only a boy, tan and handsome, he looked down on David with disgust. The Philistine said, David, do you think I'm a dog that you come at me with a stick? He used his God's names to curse David. He was looking like, is this a joke? Y'all sending me this young boy? To defeat me? You sending this young boy to defeat me? This is why I say, God is a supernatural God. God take the foolish things to conform who? The wise. He took a rudy, handsome, young boy and put him in front of Goliath to let him know, I'm greater, I'm higher. And this is what he said. And he said to David, come here, feed. I'll feed your body. To the birds of the air and the wild animals. But guess what? David wasn't afraid of all of that. Because David knew who was with him. But David said to him, the Philistine, you come to me using a sword and two spears. But I come to you. Y'all listen at this. In the name of the Lord, all powerful, almighty of heaven, armies of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. You have spoken against and challenged him. Look what David did. He said, you come at me with two spears? He said, I'm only coming at you in the name of the Lord of the armies of hosts of God. Armies of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel. 
He was exalting God more than he was exalting himself. David went into battle in humility. To have a warrior's mentality, you got to come out of pride. You got to have a humble spirit. You got to know I'm not going to be the one that does this, but it's going to be God that does it through me. If you're not going into battle with a humble spirit, you might as well don't go into battle. If you're going into battle trying to be arrogant, trying to bold, be bold and try to make people hear me, see me and be attached to me, it's not about you. It's all about him. So this is what David did. And this is what David said to him. Today the Lord will hand you over, deliver you into my hands, and I'll kill you and cut off your head. Today I'll feed the bodies of the Philistine soldiers to the birds of the air and the wild animals. Then the world will know that there is a God in Israel. How will the world know that there is a God if you don't stand up for the God that you believe in? If we keep running from things that's coming upon this earth, how is the world going to know the God that you serve in? So David was not going to be moved. He began to speak words to those Philistines. What am I saying? What David spoke, David had to act upon. That's what faith do. Faith act. Whatever you believe, that's what you act upon. If you saying my God shall supply all of my needs, then you're supposed to be living like your needs are supplied. Not faking it to make it. But you're supposed to be glorifying God and saying, God, I thank you that you already supplied all my needs. Even though my bank account is no money in there, God, you are my supplier. You are my shepherd I shall not want. God, you are my healer. Even though my body is wrecked in pain, you're still my healer. By Jesus Christ, I was already healed. I'm not waiting on healing. I am the healing of the Lord. I am the healed of the Lord. This is what David was doing. He was giving God the victory. And he had to. Whatever he said, this is what he had to do. We're saying a lot of things, y'all, but we're not doing what we're saying. We're telling people don't be afraid of COVID-19, but we're at home scared, shaking in our boots, trying to figure out something. God wants you to live free. He's brought you out of bondage. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Don't be trying to act free. Don't be trying to talk free. Live free. It's not hard to do. So David did this, and y'all know what David did. He took one stone out of his bag, and he hit Goliath with it in the forehead. And it sunk down in his forehead. Goliath fell. And David went and took Goliath's sword, and he cut off his head. The enemy head has to be cut off. I'm here to tell you that God is saying today, in order to have a warrior's mentality, First of all, you got to know who God is. You got to spend time with God, spend time in his word and get to know who he is. And once you know who he is, you will know who you are. Because as he is, so are we in this world. If God is a man of war, then we are his army. We are men and women of war because he's in us. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So as he is, so are we in this world. We are heirs of God. We are joint heirs of Jesus Christ. So everything that Jesus did, this is what we supposed to be doing according to the word of God. 
So you got to know who God is to have a warrior's mentality. You got to get to know him as El El Yon, the most high God, meaning that he's over every God. He's high and he's lifted up. You got to know that being that he's high and lifted up, we are high and lifted up with him. We look down at COVID-19. COVID-19 is under our feet. COVID-19 is not over us. COVID-19 is under us. So we walking on COVID-19 because as he is, so are we in this world. When Jesus went and sat by the Father in heavenly places, guess what? We sat with him. So we're looking down on principalities. We're looking down on spirits of wickedness in high places. We're looking down on those powers. We're looking down on them because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So in order to have a warrior mentality, you got to know who you are in him. First of all, knowing who he is, then get to know who you are in him. You got to know your new identity, y'all. We are new creations. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Because we are in him, we have a new identity. I don't have the same identity I used to have according to the world. I'm identified with Christ. When my father see me, he don't see me. He see his son. So when I go to him and I say in the name of Jesus, he ain't seeing my past. He ain't seeing none of that. He's seeing his son. And that's why I can go to him and ask in confidence, knowing that I have what I have asked for. Because it comes through the Son. You got to know that you're righteous in Him. Your righteousness is not your own. It is Jesus Christ's righteousness. You are set apart because of Him. Not because of anything you do. See, Saul's army was trying to do something on their own. And the funny thing, I missed this. This in um, 1 Samuel 17. This army was going out, y'all shouting. Making noises like, here we come. Here we, you know, shouting the victory. Yet they shouting the victory, but they're running. Come on, don't we do that as church folks? We shout in Psalms 91, but in our mind, we're taking off and we're running. And we don't want nobody to know that we're running. So know who he is. Know who you are in him. Know that the victory has already been won. Spend time in the word of God. When you spend time in the word of God, you spending time with God. So when things come up, let me tell y'all something. When this COVID-19 popped up his head, none of y'all miracle temple should have been alarmed. You should have been saying, God warned us. God told us it was coming. And the only thing that can save us is the word. God told you. God didn't leave you ignorant. God said, get in your word. Don't wait till it come. See, some of y'all now, you have time to go in and out your word now. But when all of this is over, which is already over before it began, let's see if you stay in the word. That's when you're going to know if you've really been in the word. Because the more time I spend with my daddy, the more time I spend with Abba God, I don't want to miss a moment. I don't want to miss a second. I want to go in and I want to keep digging deeper, deeper, deeper. Why? Because my mind need to be renewed on a daily basis. Not just on Sunday. Not just on Tuesday. But God, I need a mind renewal every day. Why? Because I want to connect with your spirit so my body 
body will begin to follow what the spirit is doing. Those who are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. And you cannot be led by his spirit without the word of God. It takes the word. He is divine. We are the branches. And if we disconnect from that vine, we lose that nourishment. This is why we have to be filled every day with the word of God. We have to stay so full of the word that no matter what comes upon this earth, we are still standing. And we're standing doing all we still stand. We do not act like it's not here. Some of us, when we go through in our body, we act like we ain't sick. You sick? No, I ain't sick. You lying. Yeah, it tried to come in and hit me, but the word of God says by Jesus Christ, I was already healed. I am the healed of the Lord. This is what we do. We don't try to fake it to make it, but we say, yes, I'm not feeling good today, but I know what my word said. The word say, I am the healed of the Lord. And when you keep going into that word and believe in that word, your body is going to come into subjection. And I have a nugget for you through the Holy Spirit. The reason why your body is not coming into subjection. Because your body don't know what to do. One day you're telling your body, you're healed. The next day you're telling your body, oh, you're hurting so bad. Then the next day you're telling your body, you're healed. Then when the pain comes, oh, you're hurting so bad. Your body is confused. Your body don't know who to believe. So... Why do you think you still have the same thing? Because the enemy has built a stronghold in your life due to your way of thinking. He has built a fortress around your mind. So the word of God that you're getting, guess what? It cannot go deep into your heart because you got some blockers there. You got some thoughts that that are down deep that when the word of God come, it feel like the word is not doing anything. It takes time. You have to go into the word, know who God is and know who you are in him. So you can live that abundant life, that Zoe life that God sent through Jesus Christ. He is the only way that you can get to the father. There's no other way but through Jesus Christ. God want us to live a life that's so full of him that no matter what pops up, people are looking at us and saying, What in the world is going on over here? Nothing is happening to y'all, but everything is happening over here. They're seeing God. They're seeing his glory. Why? Because we choose to believe what the word of God is saying. It's only believing what God is saying. Not what you choose to believe, but you choose to believe him and him alone. And the only way you can do it is to stand in your word. Turn with me here to Exodus. And I'm going to see if I can close on that one. Exodus, the 15th chapter. This is when Moses and the people of Israel crossed over to the other side. They walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. When you look at Exodus 14, y'all know what happened. In Exodus 14, they had just come out of Egypt. And Pharaoh was coming after the people. Pharaoh was saying, why did I let the people go? But this was a part of God's tactic tactic to get Pharaoh 
So he said, why did I let these people go? So he come after those people. Now, when we get born again, we say, oh God, I thank you that everything has changed. I'm not going to go through nothing no more. You know, my life is going to be different. Okay, you saying that. But as long as you're here on this earth, I'm here to tell y'all things are going to pop up in your life. Things are going to come and try to attack you. Things are going to come and try to oppress you. Things are going to come and try to depress you. But they were so glad to be out of Egypt. And when they looked up and they saw the enemy, I don't know about you. Have you ever woke up in the morning and you look right in the enemy face? Something was attacking you right then and there and you just woke up. So the enemy going to come in some kind of way, whether it's with you, your husband, your children, your dog, your money, your job. He's going to attack you some kind of way. So when they looked up and they saw the enemy, guess what happened, y'all? They began to complain again. Why did you bring us out of Egypt to die? Why didn't you just leave us in Egypt and let us be buried there? They began to mumber and they began to complain. Come on, that's us. When we get discouraged, everything seed that we have planted on the inside of us come out of our mouths. We can smile at people all day long. But when we get sick or when we hurting in our body, come on, curse words come out of some Christians. Stuff that we've been holding in for years against the husband or against the wife or against the children or against church folks. It began to come out of us. We began to mumble and complain. But they had a leader. And I'm telling you, you got to have you a leader that knows God, that know who he is. And the first thing that Moses said to those people He said, fear not and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. How could Moses say that? You know why? Because he'd been with God. Moses already heard from God. So Moses was only speaking what God told him. And he said, for the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall not see them no more. God had already told Moses what he was going to do. So Moses was only delivering a word from the Lord. A leader has to hear the heart of God. You got to be up under a leader that's hearing God more than they're hearing the people. More than they're hearing other people. More than they're hearing family. They're saying, no, this is what God is saying. And we're going to do what God is saying. Regardless of what man is saying. He said, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. God is fighting for you. But God said, you got to let me out. He said, I'm in you and you in me. He said, let that warrior that's in you out. And the only way it's going to come out is knowing who he is and knowing who you are in him. And this is what God told Moses. I believe on the inside, Moses was having a little bit of turmoil. And this is what God says. Wherefore cry thou, why do you cry unto me, Moses? He said, why are you crying unto me? He said, unto the children of Israel. He said, speak unto them and tell them to move forward. Look at God. He was using that leader to speak to those children. And I like what God did. What God did, God was going before them. Him and the angel was before Israel. But then what happened when Those um, Egyptians was coming at them. Guess what God and the angel did? They went behind them. That means that the Egyptians was on one side 
and Israelites was on another. There was darkness here. There was light there. What am I saying? You supposed to be light. You don't supposed to be in the darkness. The light protects you from the darkness. So God stood there in between them so they couldn't touch them. And then he took and departed the Red Sea. He had walls of water on the right and on the left side and it was dry land. Come on, that's nobody but God. And so God told them to walk through and they walked on dry land. And that water was just up on every side, but they walked through. Then the enemy come in after them. That's what God wanted. And what did God do? God allowed that water. He said, Moses, he had to use Moses. He got to use y'all. I want y'all to hear me. These prayers that some of y'all are praying. Please, God, save me. Please, God, don't let that COVID-19 touch me. Please, God, you know I want to die early. Please, God. I'm going to tell you what God told Moses. Shut up and tell the people to move forward. Keep your mouth closed. Tell the people to move forward. The power's in you. He told Moses, I want you to scratch forth your hand. He had the rod. He had the authority in his hand. I want you to scratch forth. If you don't scratch forth your hand and be obedient to me, those rib, that water is not going to repart, depart. They're not going to see the Red Sea miracle. I need you. God needs you to speak a word. God needs you to speak his word. He don't need you to be whining and complaining. God wants you to speak to the mountain. Quit telling God to speak to the mountain. You got to speak to COVID-19. So Moses had to scratch out the rod. After he did that and they got across, God needed him again. He said, now Moses, scratch it out again. And the water came in and covered them. Do you know what this is, y'all? This is dealing with Jesus. The enemy was defeated. And when they saw that the enemy was defeated, chapter 15, Moses began to sing. The children of Israel began to sing. And they began to tell the Lord, you are high and you are exalted above Pharaoh's army. You are high and you are exalted above Pharaoh's army. They esteem God to be higher. And then they begin to say, the Lord is my strength. He's my song. He's become my salvation. What am I saying to you today? If you know that you're born again, if you know that Jesus has saved you, if you know that he has delivered you, if you know that he has healed you, you need to be praising him. You need to be giving him glory. You need to be exalting him because he is high above every God. He has become your salvation. They realized it wasn't them. It was God. Moses began to sing. God, you're high and you're lifted up. They began to follow pursuit with Moses. They knew who he was. When is the last time you just got up and said, Lord, I praise you because you are my salvation. I praise you because you have healed me. I praise you because you have delivered me. That means he's already done it. They were praising him for what he has already done. We need to let the high praises of God come out of our mouth. But we still need to let the two-edged sword be in our hand. Quit complaining and just begin to thank God and praise God. For what he has done. And if you know what he's done for you. You don't have to wait on me to tell you. 
You don't have to wait on nobody else to tell you. You just begin to lift your hands. And you begin to praise him for everything he's done. Y'all, it is just written. It's written, but it's already done. It's written. It's already done. God is not going to go back and do a do-over. It's already done. So the more we begin to praise him, that means that we know what's already done. We praise him for what he's already done, but we worship him for who he is. When we know he is El El Yon, the most high God, we begin to decree and declare who he is, who he is. It's all about him. So do not forget to have a warrior's mentality. You got to know who he is. You got to know who you are. You got to renew your mind according to the word of God, looking into the word as your mirror, continuing therein. And that's how you blessed in your deeds through going into the word of God. The more you stay out of this word, the more fear is going to come upon you. Because everything that comes, you're going to gravitate to that instead of gravitating to God. Am I telling you to go out there and not wear your mask or use your... No, I'm not. I'm saying if that's where you feel like you're safe at, that's what you do. Until you get to that place with God. But I'm going to tell you something. We are the people of God. We are the ones that he have created for us to have dominion over this earth. God has given us the right... Here on this earth, the heavens and the heavens are the Lord, but the earth is the children of men. So God has given you that right. He's given you that authority. And I'm telling you today, use what God has given you. Use what God has given you. Quit waiting on God. God has given you the same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. God said, release me so I can be glorified. Let your light shine on this earth so they can see his good work so God can be glorified in heaven. God said, I want to be exalted above this COVID-19. You need to turn your televisions off. You need to start taking a word from the word of God. And you need to be speaking what the word of God is saying. And even if somebody in your household is coming up in your face and saying, do you hear what they said? You said, well, did you hear what God said? This is what God said. And if they won't shut up, say, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to that devil in you that's trying to bring me an evil report. I'm going to believe what God's word says. I bind that. I forbid that in this house. And I lose that we are already the healed of the Lord. Come on and give God some glory. God is a good God. I'm telling you, the church need to be taught. Sometimes we get preached to so much and we get stirred up. But when we go home, we're just hearing that preaching. God wants you to be taught the word of God so the word of God can get deep down on the inside of you. So when things come up, you can speak it and you can live it and you won't have a problem doing it. Our problem is we're not letting the word get deeply rooted in us. And this is why we have Christians coming against Christians because everybody's in a different place. But we're supposed to be serving the same God. Amen. Amen. What I want to do at this time, we thank God for giving all the mothers a happy Mother's Day. Amen. We thank God that... um, He has put some good mothers on the earth to 
raise up their children the way that they need to be raised according to the word of God. We thank God for Eve, amen, for God sending Eve to bear, to be a mother to Jesus, which she was a virgin. So we know that was a miracle from God, but I just want to give God glory for all the mothers today. And what I wanted to do, um, all the younger mothers, we have something for you coming. But I did want to take out the time. We have some older mothers, and I'm not calling y'all old because you're not old. But I just wanted these mothers to know on the day that we love you with the love of God. And I always try to give something to the mothers um, over 70 years old. So I want to present these bags. Um, if I can have, I'm going to call out the names. I have Miss Mary Simpson. We want to present you with something today. And do we have Miss Shirley Herman here today? Do we have Shirley Herman here today? Okay. I want to, Mimi Bass, do we have her here today? Okay, down there on that end. We just want to make sure that the mothers, to let you know that we love you with the love of God. So the two we have left is Shirley Herman. So we'll make sure that Sister Shirley Herman gets hers today. Hallelujah. And these are the women that are over 70 years old, and we want to honor them today and give God glory and honor and praise for them all today and let them know that we love them. Amen. With the love of God. Hallelujah. God is just so, so good. Amen. And at this time, too, before everybody leaves, we want to do our um, communion. We want to make sure that we have communion on today, and they're going to pass out um, your little communion cup so we can do communion together on today. Amen. Okay. We're going to go ahead and do the song. For, um, wait just one second, Athea. Power for Amelia Lee. And I'm going to give that to you, Shirley, for Amelia. Amen. So we're going to go into communion, and I want y'all to know with this communion, we have to understand we're not trying to get anything from God. We're coming in communion together because of what God has already done on our behalf. Jesus already paid the price for our past, present, and future sins. Jesus already bore the stripes on his back for our healing. So when we come together to commune, we're bringing into remembrance of what he has already done. Remember, we're not trying to get anything done. So when you're bringing yourself into remembrance, you're saying, God, I thank you that I'm already the healed of the Lord. God, I thank you that I'm already forgiven because of the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary for the remissions of my sins. Amen. So Erica is going to go around the ushers and they're going to give you um, the communion. Did everybody have it already, Erica? No, I got, she told me to pay that after they don't pay the bill. 
Okay. Do you need some help? Could we have some of the deacons to help her pass out the communion and then we're going to go forward with the communion? Hallelujah. And we want to thank everybody for, for coming to the drive-in services. God is so good because God wants us to come into fellowship together. He don't want us to forsake the assembling together. So I thank God for those that are here. And as long as we can, we want to do the drive-in services so we can keep uplifting the name of Jesus. So we can keep encouraging one another in the things of the Lord. We don't want to lose that connection with our God. Amen. And we don't want to lose that connection with each other. And this is a time for us to come together in unity and come together in love. And as God put people on your heart, we need to call them. We need to encourage them because as you go into prayer, God will let you know who need encouragement for that day. That's in the same um, church that you're in. All of us are believers of Christ here at Miracle Temple. But we want to make sure that all of us are encouraged and uplifted. Amen. So while they're passing that out, I want to say, Father, I thank you and I praise you on today for everything that you've done and everything that you're doing. I thank you, God, that healing already belongs to us on today, God. So I say be healed, be made whole in Jesus name. God, I thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary for the remissions of our sins. And God, I thank you that we have been forgiven for past, present, and future sin. So in you, there is therefore now no condemnation. So guilt and shame, we rebuke it right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God, for your healing, God. We thank you for your redemption. We thank you for your reconciliation. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your sanctification and your justification. We just thank you for everything that you have done for us, God, on this day. In Jesus' mighty name. God is just so good. Amen. And I pray that you can open up this um, bread and juice. I know people were having a problem before opening it up. But I pray that you'll be able to open it up and we can open it together once they get through passing it out. You can go ahead and um, the blood that you is everybody good? If you don't have no communion, honk your horn. Everybody good then. So we're going to take this bread and we're going to lift it up to him. I'm still waiting on two people. We'll be ready in just a minute. From We're going to take this bread and we're going to lift it up to him. And we're going to break this bread in honor of what he does for us. By Jesus Christ, we were already healed. So we're going to take it and eat it knowing we're already healed. 
for your communion. At this time, the deacons are going to go around for the tithes and the offering, and then we'll have our announcements, and then we will be dismissed. And again, I thank all of you for coming um, to our drive-in services, and we know that God is doing exploits here at Miracle Temple because we know him. Amen? Amen. Everybody say amen. God, God has spoken. So let the church, let the church say, say amen. Yeah. Can I get a witness? Let the church oh. say amen. To what his plans are. Let the church to what his word says.
Amen. These are our church announcements. Until further notice, we will be um, using our live stream and Facebook for our service in Clem School of Ministry. Sunday morning service will broadcast at 11 a.m. in Clem at Tuesday on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Ways to send your tithes and offerings. WW, go to our website at www.mtdm.org. Uh, or you can cash app at money sign, dollar sign, MTDM20. Or mail it to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, P.O. Box 1042, Burgard, North Carolina, 28425. You can also download our app, the app, Church by Ministries 1. To follow the ministry, you can also pay your tithes and offerings through that ministry, also, through that website also. And also, you can uh, go to SoundCloud and hear uh, teachings by Apostle Amanda Walker Bryant on SoundCloud. And we thank you for worshiping with us today. Have a safe trip home, and God bless you all. Amen. We want to make sure that everybody wait for security to lead you out. So do not move until you get the key from security. Thank you.